You know I love a high-low moment. From the heart of New York City. Morning, people. It's Morning People with Preston Conrad. Yep, into it. And it all starts right now. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Morning People. I am Preston Conrad. Man, it feels good to be back, guys. It has been a hot minute. I had a week or so off. Life just kind of got away from me. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention on the socials, but I've had a busy couple weeks. Ever since my trip to Europe, it's kind of been a whirlwind back here in New York. So I'm happy to be back here in New York, sitting at the microphone and connecting with you guys. We have a good amount to talk about today. I'm kind of pumped. I think everyone is getting ready for their Thanksgiving break, all of you in the U.S., getting ready for Thanksgiving holiday. I am leaving. My sister and I are driving back to Pennsylvania on Wednesday. So we are headed home to see my mom and my stepdad and the farm, and we are home for Thanksgiving. Are you guys going to do any Black Friday shopping? I feel like I'm going to. I always say each year that as I get older and older, I'm not going to do any Black Friday shopping. But then when I'm home in the land of the big box stores and, I, and I'm near a Walmart and I'm near a Target and an Ulta, I mean, it just gets the best of me. Retail just does it for me. So I'm going to jump into Black Friday. I hope you guys do the same. Um, what are we going to talk about in today's, epi- today's episode? We are going to touch on my time down in Nashville at the Country Music Awards for Access Hollywood, all the celebrity scoop that I got from interviewing your favorite celebs on the carpet. Uh, I want to touch base on what's happening on the Instagram, the good old gram. And then I want to get into a little bit of retail update. There's a lot of retail news, a lot of big shakeups in retail happening um, both here in New York and across the globe. So I want to touch on that. But guys, CMAs, I don't know if you saw on Instagram, but I headed down to Nashville to cover the Country Music Awards for Access Hollywood. And first of all, I am obsessed with Nashville. One of my best friends from college, Allie, and her family, or her and her husband and her kids, they live in Nashville. And she kind of moved down. She was ahead of the curve. I have to tell you, that city is like what's up right now. It feels like the coolest parts of Brooklyn have transplanted themselves into this tiny little town. Well, it's not so tiny anymore. I mean, there are like booming hotels and restaurants. I was there for maybe 48 hours maybe less. So I did not get to see tons of the city, but guys, Nashville is amazing. I strongly recommend you go down. I stayed at, what was the name of the hotel? Wait, let me pull it up on Instagram here. I have it on my new Preston Conrad home account, which we're going to talk about in a minute, but um, the Holston house. I stayed at Holston house, Nashville. It was like the Ace Hotel if it were owned by Hyatt. So you get the best of your Hyatt membership points, but you're staying at a super cool curated hotel. I flew down. By the way, I got the call to do the job on Friday night. So I'm laying here on the couch. I'm watching, oh, my new obsession, the Interior Design Masters Challenge on Netflix. It's like the Great British Bake Off, but with British interior designers. And it is crack. So I strongly urge you watch that. But I'm on the couch. I'm like deep in a CBD haze. I'm like, I've taken like three droppers of my CBD. 
just to wind down from a crazy week. I got the phone call from NBC um, asking me to go down to the CMAs on Tuesday. So it's Friday night. I basically have Monday to do all of my research, learn who the hell all these country music stars are, and find something to wear. So, I mean, of course I know the big guns, right? Like I know Garth Brooks. I know, of course, Dolly Parton, Reba, Carrie, Casey Musgraves, the new gay icon. I know her. But I mean, there's like hundreds of country music stars that are wildly popular and winning awards left and right. No idea. I told I told production, I was like, you guys know this is like sending me to like a baseball game, right? Like that's my level of knowledge of country music. But I did my cramming. I did my prepping flew down on Tuesday. Tuesday during the day, I was hosting um, some segments at Amazon Live. And then I jumped on a plane, flew down to Nashville, crammed all night and all Wednesday day because the show was on Wednesday. The awards were on Wednesday. I went over, picked up my picked up my press pass from the venue and showed up in my look, guys. And I have to tell you, it was a whirlwind. Like, for those of you who don't know how the red carpet kind of works, it's a weird, it's a weird world. So basically, you're on the red carpet physically, and there are these like stalls kind of set up um, from the beginning of the carpet to the end. And all the media outlets that you guys are used to are lined up. So you've got Good Morning America has a stall, then it's like, and by stall, I mean like this taped off kind of little area where the 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 talent has to be, which is the reporter, which is me in this case, then your producer, then your camera guy, your audio guy, someone uh, like maybe a publicist. So it's a tiny little spot with a lot of bodies. And so they're all lined up. So you've got like GMA, you have um, Strahan and Sarah were there, Entertainment Tonight, Us, Access Hollywood, then you've got E! News, Extra, Ellen was there in the in the spot next to us. So you've got the press lined up. And basically... The publicists of the celebrity, of the musician in this case, or actress, whatever, they come down before the carpet, right after the carpet opens, and they kind of are like, hey, we've got so-and-so coming at 5.33, and we also rep this new artist, and she's coming at 4.49, and you basically, your producer kind of like says yes and no to certain interviews. I've got my stack of cards, literally a card stack with people's photos, what they're nominated for. It's like that scene in Devil Wears Prada where Emily Blunt is whispering to Miranda Priestly, like who the hell these people are. Thank God for my amazing producer who was with me. And he let me know who everybody was that I didn't know. And I also had this sweet girl from Nashville who would whisper in my ear. She was like, that's Lady Antebellum. They're performing tonight. And I mean, I knew who Lady Antebellum was, but I'm using that as an example. But it's such a weird world. And and when the carpet is like flowing nicely, you have time to be prepped before each interview. But then when it when it's like prime time, like the last hour of the carpet that it's open, it is like hit after hit. You've got Pink. You've got um, Miranda Lambert. You've got Lady Antebellum. You've got Garth Brooks. You've got Marin Morris, Casey Musgraves, like bam, 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 one after the other. So you kind of don't have time to do your little prep and find out who the hell these people are. But luckily for me, the good people that I knew were all kind of in that in that window. So it was so fun, guys. I, I got to be on the carpet, see all the fashion up close, talk with these celebs. By the way, Pink is like the nicest, not only celebrity I've met, but like the nicest woman. Like 
I got to chat with her. Her husband's amazing, and he's so handsome. He looked dashing. The kids were like beyond. Hold on. I have to sip my my Starbucks. Mm. The kids were beyond. Her kids showed up in like these cute rhinestoned cowboy outfits, which was just the cutest thing ever. And then she stayed and kind of like hung on and chatted with me after the interview was over. She's just a fellow Pennsylvania girl at heart. I think she's from like Doylestown or something, which I love. You know, can't take the PA out of the girl. That's what they say about me. But she was amazing. I never thought she'd be such a great interview. And she was just a kind heart we talked about. She was like, I feel like, because I, I told her, I said, you did such a great job at the People's Choice Awards. Like, I loved your speech. She won, I think, what was it? Icon of the Year or something? Or Fearless Icon? I forget what it was. Champion of the People or something. And she gave the most amazing speech about loving each other more and being more kind and helping each other out and not being so divided on everything in life. And I was telling her, I'm like, that speech really was moving for me. She's like, really? I feel like I didn't say the right thing. I feel like I was like momming everyone too hard, like I was being everyone's mom. And I was like, you know, we need a mom right now. <laughs> America and the world needs a good mom figure to come in, straighten everything out, get rid of all the bullshit. So we talked about that and she was just so cute. But uh, I also got to go backstage, guys. And I saw my position backstage was next to... Um, a stand called Trophy Pickup. And basically it's where all of the winners come and pick up their country music awards. So it was like the hottest seat in the house. Miranda Lambert, Casey Musgraves, Carrie Underwood, Blake Shelton, everybody just like piling right by me. Got to chat with a lot of them. By the way, Garth Brooks, nicest guy you'll ever meet. Literally, he's like your dad's best friend from next door. And his wife, Trisha Yearwood, was equally amazing. So I don't know. Hopefully that was enough name dropping for you because that just felt really name droppy. But I just had to rave about all the people I met at the CMAs because I was just shocked of how nice country music stars are. And they were just amazing. So that that was a big moment. And then I flew back here to New my flight. Let's see. We wrapped we got we wrapped Garth Brooks at like 1230 in the morning, got home to the hotel in bed by 12 you know, 45, 1am. My car came at 5am for a 6am flight, flew back to New York, went to 30 Rock, filmed that episode of Access Hollywood that aired that night with, with the recap from the show. So it was a whirlwind. So that week I missed you on the podcast, but we are back. Um, also happening since we talked last, guys, I launched a brand new Instagram account on, on Instagram. It's called Preston Conrad Home. For those of you who are not following so far. I, I'm going to just be shameless right now and ask you to follow because it is so hard to start a following from scratch in this new day and, age, day and age. Like back in the day when I started, growth was so much easier and I feel like it's it's just so challenging now, but it's such a great little community I've built already. And guys, that, that hub on Instagram, Preston Conrad Home, is going to be dedicated to everything home from table settings for the holidays to how to hang your wall art in your living room to, you know, comforters and duvets to kitchen appliances and candles. It literally is going to be a one-stop shop for everything that inspires me from a home point of view and everything that you guys have been asking for. Like, you know, one thing I feel like a lot of people don't know is that I spent a good amount of time working for Ralph Lauren. I worked in the interior design department with a fantastic celebrity designer named Karen Brady, who I want to have on the podcast. But uh, home has just been a big part of my life. You know, I think style, 
fashion and home decor kind of all go together. You know, like living a stylish life means a lot of things under one umbrella. So I'm happy to talk about it more with you guys. I'm actually in the process of filming a bunch of videos that we are going to launch on IGTV on Preston Conrad Home that actually show you guys how I do what I do here in my house. Because I know a lot of people put up like, oh, here's my gallery wall, or here's you know how I organize my coffee table, whatever it may be, but they don't show the steps. So I'm in the process of kind of getting my ducks in a row to film some really good content for you guys. So hopefully it'll also be informative for you. So stay tuned on that. I know we touched on Black Friday, but guys... That brings up retail. There's a lot going on in the world of retail. And you know me, I'm a retail kind of style business guru, and I love all things retail, what's happening, who's doing what, what stocks are doing what. And I want to jump into all of the exciting news about Tiffany and all of the exciting news about um, Barney's because it's rough times for retail right now, but we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we will jump into what's happening on Main Street. Okay, guys, I am going to let you in on a little secret on how I launched my podcast. It is all about Anchor. Anchor is a free podcasting platform packed with creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for free so it can be heard on all your favorite platforms from Spotify to Apple Podcasts to many, many more. Guys, you can also make money right from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It is everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And we're back it's retail time, guys. The week of Thanksgiving gets me thinking all things retail, stores, shopping. It's when I like to really get all of my kind of like dirty insider knowledge about what's happening, who's making moves, who's doing well, who's not. But there are some big news stories to talk about in retail. Number one being some breaking news, which is just out, is that uh, Tiffany, Tiffany has been sold to LVMH, which is uh, Louis Vuitton, Moet, Hennessy. They are the luxury holding company conglomerate that owns all of the top luxury brands, obviously including Louis Vuitton. They have just bought Tiffany for $16.2 billion. All cash deal, by the way, everybody. That is major. That is the second largest deal in the history of the luxury sector. So, I don't know if you guys have heard the kind of rumblings on the street that, you know, luxury is hot. It's doing really well right now. We were going through a phase in retail where luxury was not doing so hot. It was all about the fast fashion, the Forever 21s, the, you know, the H&Ms, which funny enough, now they are really struggling. Uh, Forever 21, of course, uh, and filing for bankruptcy. But Luxury is hot right now, and this sale just proves it, guys. $16.2 billion. You know, uh, Tiffany & Company, obviously iconic jewelry brand based here in the United States. It had been rumored for a while that they were going to be considering a sale. And I think some offers had come through here and there, but um, they were not ready to go. And I guess this offer was enough. You know, LVMH is home to, I want to say, close to 75 brands. So we're talking Dior, Givenchy, Fendi, 
All of those brands are owned by LVMH, of course, Louis Vuitton. And now Tiffany's is going to be part of the family. And what, what, what that's going to do, not only, of course, provide exposure, but I think it's going to pump them with the cash and the tactical support they need to kind of make a comeback. You know, in 2018, Tiffany really tried this big marketing push. They had Elle Fanning as like a face of the brand. Gaga came in as like guest designer. And I think all of it kind of like fell flat, to be honest. You know, they have this goal of reaching this younger consumer because the youth, believe it or not, is driving luxury from the accessory sector. So like Gucci, right, on fire the last couple of years, it's not because people are coming in like from the Upper East Side and buying head-to-toe runway looks. That's not keeping the lights on. What's keeping the lights on at Gucci is the Gucci belt for 400 bucks a pop or the sneakers that everybody has for 800 bucks a pop. That's the kind of volume they're turning over and over. And what's keeping those luxury brands on fire right now. Same with Fendi, same with Dior. But hopefully, uh, Tiffany will kind of see this spike in sales now, getting the support of the LVMH family. But it's a tricky business right now. You know, luxury is like, you got to be the biggest, the loudest, the boldest, the stuntiest to make noise. You know, Gucci, of course, led the charge on that. But Tiffany is like one of those brands that just is iconic, right? And it deserves kind of this second wave, uh, hopefully in part due to the deep pockets of LVMH, and they're going to dust off, you know, Tiffany a bit because they've been able to do that with a lot of the brands in the portfolio. But that's some big news that just was breaking as of um, early this week. So congrats to Tiffany. They actually just brought in a new CEO, I believe, who comes from Barney's. And Barney's is my next topic on the retail roundup here, guys, because Barney's Barney's New York is going out of business, guys. You know, I'm saying that luxury's hot, but luxury's hot for the right players, right? High-end things aren't just selling because they're expensive. They have to create an emotional connection to the buyer. There has to be an experience there. And Barney's, it's so tough for me because I, when I first moved to New York, I had these visions of, you know, Sex in the City, Will and Grace, all of which had iconic moments that involved Barney's, right? Barney's New York on Madison Avenue, the most iconic department store. And it's going out of business. And and they've started this store closing sale that is like, I mean, embarrassing is not the right word. It's just sad. It's like they're doing right now, everything, by the way, is at least 5% off at Barney's. So if you're if you're considering buying something full price that's luxury from somewhere else, just check Barney's first. Do yourself a favor, save yourself the 5%. What is that? That's like the tax here in New York. So at least save that. But I'm sure they're gonna mark the um the discounts even deeper as we get going. But I mean, it's just so sad what was happening to Barney's. And I have some theories about about Barney's, right? So first of all, the woman that, let's say the woman customer or the male customer, whatever, that was shopping Barney's when she's 35, right? Back in its heyday. She's most likely 50 right now, okay? Or he is, you know, 55, 60. She's 60, whatever it is. That customer is not buying Yeezy and Kith and all of the new street I'm not going to call it garbage because a lot of it's cool and I own some Yeezys, but they're not buying that. They're not picking up what, what Barney's is putting down. And Barney's in this shift to try to be cool and young 
really changed a lot of the store to cater to like this young Hollywood inspired set, right? Like the rapper vibe, the Kardashian vibe, the, you know, uh, reality star vibe. And that's not what Barney's was or is, right? Like back in its heyday, when I first was working in interior design or visual merchandising, excuse me, for Ralph Lauren, we used to be so inspired by Barney's because they had this tongue in cheek, witty, fun point of view. You know, they used to put like shoes on the heads of the mannequins and crazy out there stuff. And of course they had the most famous windows aside from like, I don't know, Macy's at Christmas time, Barney's had the windows, right? It was like Barney's and Bergdorf that you would go and see their big window displays. And when they stopped doing the window displays, they stopped doing that really tongue in cheek stuff and they wanted to just be, you know, taken more seriously, they started to lose the magic, right? And the other thing, and I think Maxie Green, who has been on this podcast, would agree with me. I know we talked about this before, but I think Barney's has also had a problem catering to the diverse clientele of 2019, 2018, 2020. Just my own opinion. Like for me, I have trouble finding things that fit me there because I'm not a skinny European guy. I'm like a regular all-American guy. But if I was a woman, for example, who was size 14, 16, 18, I don't know. I'm just putting this out there. I guarantee you, or I bet you could not find a lot in your size. And I think that is a major issue in the current retail climate. Like, I think if you're going to put your best foot forward, you better have extended sizing for everybody. You better have fair pricing and not do the fat tax, right? Which is like a plus size item is a lot more expensive than a regular sized item. And you've got to have the most innovative buy out there, right? Like, Net-a-Porte, Mr. Porter, they have cool exclusives with the Gucci's and the Dior's, stuff that you can't find everywhere else that Barney's didn't have. And I just feel like there's been a lot of things like adding up that led to Barney's being in a financial struggle. I don't know. I just, a lot of people are like, retail's dead. Look what happened to Barney's. That's like, actually, retail's kind of on fire, believe it or not. Like, the demand for pop-up shops and retail never been higher. Every client I meet with, with Kennet, my creative company, they want a pop-up shop. They want a retail store in Soho. They want a shop and shop at a cool department store. Like retail's hot right now, but the brands that are winning are the brands that are innovating, right? Not just hanging their hat on their brand name, what Barney's did, okay? So like the brands that are creating experiences, right? We, we've been talking about experiential, experiential forever. And I actually think my prediction, I'm just putting that out there, is that the experiential thing, of course, is important. But right now, I actually think it's more about emotion than experience for retail, right? Like when you step foot in a store and you feel connected or that that song like hits a chord with you or you see a store display that just like grabs your attention. Like to me, that is what's making retail thrive right now. Like Ralph Lauren, for example, is back. They're back up. Numbers are high. Sales are high. And they've been the king of emotional retail forever right? And I think I think the brands that are making moves like that are going to be thriving. And, and Barney's lost that like emotion a long time ago. So it sounds like authentic brands, um, who I guess did a buyout of Barney's, I think authentic brands is planning to include this plan to license the Barney's name out to Saks Fifth Avenue, which 
I don't know. That is the weirdest thing I've ever heard. So basically, if you go into a, a Saks, they'll have like a Barney's section where you could buy Barney's t-shirts or like Barney's mugs or something. So that sounds like a giant bummer. But there was this whole rush in New York which people were like panicking because a lot of people like register for their weddings at Barney's or they get gift cards at Barney's or, you know, they have a registry set up for years at Barney's. So apparently anyone that had any sort of store, any sort of store credit had to use it by Thursday, November 15th, (laughs) or it was completely considered null and void. So apparently there were like lines and lines of people at these cash desks (laughs) trying to cash out on like gift cards. And I don't know. I mean, of course it's really sad and I'm bummed about it, but as a retail guy, I just feel that, um, Oh, I just got a text. My sister says Uber just lost its license in London. Oh man, that's a big deal. Oh, we should talk about that on podcast soon. Um, I don't know. I think a lot of things have been adding up to the Barney's Michigas. But sad day. I'll be waiting till the markups go up to like 40, 50%. And then I will go and rummage through the buckets of clearance stuff at Barney's. Oh my gosh. Speaking of buckets of clearance stuff, Black Friday, we'll close on this. Apparently, the stores that are majorly doing well right now, Target, shares and numbers through the roof. They've done a really great job of turning around the business and again, creating that emotional connection to customers. So they have their own proprietary clothing lines. And I'm not saying this because they're one of my clients and I style for them, but they've done a really nice job. Like you go in there and you're connected to all the brands within Target, right? So whether it's Goodfellow Men's or Cat and Jack Kids or, you know, Magnolia Home from Chip and Joanna Joanna Gaines, they've done a really nice job of creating this like emotional space that you want to hang out in, be in, spend your time, spend your money. So I will definitely be checking out Target. Uh, Another big brand that did a major turnaround is Best Buy. Apparently, Best Buy right now is like the gold standard of big box stores. They have the latest and greatest in tech, right? So where you'd think Amazon would be killing everyone on Main Street in the big box sector like a Best Buy, they're actually doing really well because you can go in, learn about um, a Ring doorbell camera from a really experienced sales guy. You can schedule an install. You can test drive everything where with Amazon... Not so much in that space. It's, you know, a tech thing you kind of want to play with a little bit. So Best Buy is um, doing really well. And of course, the big dubs, Walmart, right? Walmart is on fire this year. And they've been really following Target's lead. And they've been creating these brands in-house. They've been doing a lot more curating when it comes to the products they have in the store. I don't know if you all know of this brand called Scoop. But when I first, God, remember Scoop? Scoop was like the best. When I first moved to New York, Scoop was like this hot, chic, um, New York-based boutique. And you could buy like your best, you know, J-brand jeans there or like a hardtail sweatpan or something very like 2000s. You could buy it Scoop. And of course, in the big retail apocalypse in like 2008, Scoop went out of business and they were never heard of again. And then all of a sudden, Walmart purchased the dead brand, I guess, or purchased the rights to the dead brand scoop and have relaunched it as a Walmart brand. So that just proves like if you've got a good idea and and brand name means something to you, there's 
future to be had there, right? So Scoop is back. I know a lot of New Yorkers are being kind of bitchy and snobby about it and being like, I can't believe Scoop is at Walmart, but I hate to break it to you. American people shop at Walmart, they buy their clothes at Walmart, and that's where the money's made. And they're now able to get that Zara-like, Intermix-like, you know, style from Walmart. So good for them. So I will be checking out all of those stores on Black Friday. I hope you guys have an amazing Black Friday. Just as another shameless little plug, I, every year, I curate my gift guides on my website. So on PrestonConrad.com, I do like a gift guide for her, a gift guide for him. And then this year I've launched a gift guide for home. And I've also launched a gift guide for uh, the coworkers. So I'm calling it the under 25 gift guide. So it's like silly things to get for that white elephant party, your office Christmas party, you know, maybe a housewarming gift to go over to somebody's holiday party. Check out my gift guides while we're talking about shopping. But I just wanted to say happy, happy Thanksgiving for all of my American listeners. I hope you guys have the best time with your family, wear all of the sweatpants, eat all of the carbs and turkey and everything your heart desires. Don't have too much wine and do not talk about politics with your parents or your crazy aunt and uncle. I promise it won't lead you down the right path, but have a great Thanksgiving guys. I will talk to you after the break. In the meantime, stay stylish.